Yeah. What was the first car you learned how to drive stick on? 1968 Porsche 912. That is way cooler. It is pretty cool. That's a pretty cool car to learn stick on. I wish it was a 911 because that'd be even cooler, but the 912 is just a four-cylinder, but still, it it was a pretty cool car to learn on. That and then my dad's 63 Vet. Yeah. That's also also a very cool car to learn on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mine was a, I don't remember what year it was cause I didn't own it. Um, I want to say it was a 2006, it was a supercharged, so not the cool one, uh, but a supercharged cobalt SS that I was test driving from a dealership here in town. Hmm. I like you were I, on the test drive and learning how yeah. to drive stick. <laughs> yeah, That was the first time I drove it and I, I like knew like the principle of it, but like I stalled it and then got it going again. And I was like, kind of getting my way down to, uh. I made my way down to, uh, what is that? The Tyson's down there across from mm. Advance Auto. And I was trying to like drive it around in the parking lot a little bit. And I was like, okay at it, but not great. And then my dad drove the thing back because he was with me. Um, was there a sales guy in there with you? No. Okay, good. No. That would be hilarious say, if I just... Honestly, though, odds are the sales guy would not know how to drive stick. Yeah, that's so he, that's unfortunate, but true. But yeah, uh, so we took that back and then... Man, it had to have been the same summer I bought my race car, and then I proficiently mm. learned how to drive with that. And I still use that same car, and uh, the car absolutely, I, I think it's a synchros issue, but the car doesn't want to go into any gear, and so driving it is is uh, hard, a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, with our gear ratio, I, I hardly shift at all, Right. so it's not too much of a problem. So before we get over to Dalen, I would like to say I learned how to drive on those cars, but really, obviously, driving a stick, you need a lot of practice, and that's where you get most of your like learning from. Yeah. And what I got a lot of practice on was my buddy's sister's 1996, I believe, Plymouth Neon. Plymouth Neon, Ooh, not a Dodge. Was, okay. The Dodge took it in what, 99? I think there was a Dodge Neon at the same time, but the Plymouth was the nice model. Still didn't have power windows in the back. I don't think a neon ever got power windows in the back. Never. But this one also had second gear out, so you had to rev the shit out of first gear and then go Take straight to over to third. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I should say then the car that I uh, feel I truly learned, um, I wouldn't call myself a master of the manual transmission because there's always there's always, there's learning always to ways to be better. Yeah. Um, but what I learned to double clutch in, um, what I learned to shift faster in, what I learned to heel toe in, would be my Trans Am. Yeah. And mostly because that car is so easy to drive and it sounds cool as hell when you downshift. Yeah, it's a fantastic car to learn to drive on. I first started learning on our buddy Jake. Oh, yeah. 2001 <laughs> Honda Civic is DX base model, manual transmission, crank windows. With no tachometer. Nothing. No tachometer. <laughs> uh, you had to use your and ears. Also, that car had 300,000 miles on it and a factory clutch. <laughs> I'm at 181 on the factory clutch. I'll let you know when I hit 300. See, yeah. I please feel do. bad because my Subaru, the replace, or, yeah, the clutch got replaced at 140 and it wasn't the factory clutch that was in it. So that's clutch number three mm. at 140 so yeah you guys are doing pretty good with that <laughs> i learned though you know we like you guys were saying there were different cars that you learned on right um i learned for the first time on that civic but shortly after that i got a job selling cars at a dealership and i honestly admittedly spent very little time actually communicating with customers and spent way more time joyriding all of the cars Sounds so right. I, I got i got a lot of practice um just driving just whatever. Yeah. I mean, whether it be a Camaro, 
with a stick or a Veloster N with a stick, whatever. I mean, I just, and that probably helps uh, just learn what, because every clutch is different. Right. You know, every, every stick shift feels different. So learning the differences and, and figuring that out was yeah. nice. Hey listeners, Dalen here. I hope you enjoyed the teaser for this week's episode that you've just heard. Maybe it'll get you thinking about the first manual car that you learned how to drive. If this is your first time listening, welcome. We hope you enjoy what you're about to hear. And if you've been following along on our brief journey, welcome back. This week, we're in a new location, and there might be some sounds that you haven't heard before. Around the 30-minute mark, one of our microphones started acting up, so apologies for that up front. But on the upside, you'll hear some cool sounds that, you know, it almost kind of sounds like Galaga noises. Remember to subscribe to Joyrides to stay up to date on our most recent episode. And while you're there, why not give us a five-star rating? And if you're up for it, how about a review? In this week's episode, we're discussing the new cars that you can buy with a manual transmission. Enjoy. Uh, no, speaking of high revving engines, the uh, so you know LT ones is just a small block Chevy with weird fuel injection and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there was also a they co- I think it was an L. L99 or something they called it. It was a 4.3 liter V8. Yeah. That's a it, weird displacement. A really weird displacement. It only came in like the big Impalas and stuff. Some mm. of the, or the Caprices. Mm. It, it's like a cop car engine. Mm-hmm. But those have the same stroke as a 302 Chevy engine. So theoretically you can make like a junkyard 302 7,000 RPM LT1 for like $1,000. I think we should test this theory. Is this I want to. six or eight? I think it's six. Okay. The six almost looks like an eight. And I was like, whoa. So I think there's a thing with below 6%, you need this license. And above 6%, you need a, like a liquor oh, license. Gotcha. But if you're okay. at 6%. Yeah, that's that's why most beers are like at 6%. Gotcha. Or most whatever. Because they, uh, they can do it with a lower like threshold, I guess. Yeah. Most, lower bracket. By the way, I'd like to shout shout this out. This is a Sutliff Cider. Are we recording? We are recording. Oh, hell We've yeah. been recording. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Tony, why don't you go ahead and, and just kind of explain Sutliff Cider? Apple Cider. It's it's just an alcoholic. <laughs> There's a uh, fuckload of flies uh, in there. Yeah, honestly, they're driving me nuts. It's a cider. Yeah, I'll have to spray for that next time. Yeah, we will. Yeah. They're trying to violate my Coke. <laughs> It's delicious. I'd like to though. shout out Coca Cola. <laughs> We're not For sponsored by anything, by the way. None of these drinks. Nobody's are... paying us. Like not to. yet. Yeah, not shout yet. Shout out to Apple for the headphones. Uh, shout out to Sure for the SM seventy nine microphone. Fifty seven. It's a fifty seven. It's a fifty seven. Sorry, dumbass. Shut, shut the fuck up, Tony. You have a shark on your shirt. Oh, it looks do. like a. Is it a shark or is it like a? Yeah, it's just a no, scary fish. It's like a. <laughs> what are those called? Isn't that all? A it's shark like a bluefin. <laughs> it's just yeah, a bitch I, ass <laughs> shark. I guess you're right. Yeah, sharks are just scary fish. Yeah, so I, was, I was late. I was on my way. I had to go to uh, Best Buy to buy these little um, audio Dongles. splitters so right. that so we could all Dongles. listen. Dongles. Oh, yeah. And I went into Best Buy, and the guy who. Sorry, the guy who was working just comes up to me. Hey, can I help you find anything? I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just looking for this thing, whatever. He noticed my shirt. I've got a 997 GT3 on my shirt. Right. He's like, what is that? It's a Porsche 911. He's like, oh, he said yeah, it's a T-shirt. He said that. <laughs> so that's what I thought it was, but I just didn't want to be wrong. Whatever. Was, All right, cool. Then he asked me what I drive, and I told him. He was like, oh, yeah, I drive a 335i. 
Uh, he's so shouts to him. Actually, he was a really cool guy. Helped me out. Um, they didn't have him there, so I had to go to Guitar Center. There's a cool guy. His name's Will. So I'd like to shout, shout out, out Will Best Buy. Here. Will at Best Buy. Uh, <laughs> he was he was very helpful. Very nice guy. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but as I was leaving Guitar Center after I got these things, I was walking through the parking lot, rolled the shit out of my ankle. It was terrible. I'm it's in so Will's much pain fault. right now. <laughs> Come on, Will. Will distracted you. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Will, Will was across the street at, at uh, Best Buy. I was over at Guitar oh, Center guitar by this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was the bitch at Guitar Center that fucked you up? Uh, I can't, I don't, I don't know his name. Oh. He was, all, he was also a very nice guy, very oh. helpful. Oh, good. But uh, it was my left foot. Shout out to Guitar Center. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to do shout outs this whole yeah, episode. Shout out to Fuck Guitar Center everybody. for selling us uh, audio jack splitters. Yeah, that was that was very nice of them. It was my left foot. So oh, that's a clutch, foot. clutch on the way over here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, yeah that was rough. You know, I tried to drive my stick shift car in Crocs the other day. Nightmare. Dude, well, cowboy boots are worse. Oh, I'm What's sure. so bad about Crocs? Well, they flex too much. Oh, and really? big and bulky. Did you okay. have them in four wheel drive, though? What? You Crocs in four-wheel drive? You put the strap on the back of your ankle? I do put the strap <laughs> on the back of my four-wheel drive. That's the difference? Yeah. You pop it up into two? Yeah, pop it up into two and it's forward and then What's throw it low? back into... You just take the strap you off. rip the whole strap <laughs> off. Take the strap off and just run. I I thought about converting my Crocs to also be Heelys because I thought that'd be the funniest thing. Yeah. But I don't think it'll work too well. I think they also flex too much. I have this little coffee table book that's full of medical codes, like what doctors and ER techs will use um, when they're describing an injury. And it's all like in codes that it's mm-hmm. in their system, whatever. And there's a specific medical code for an injury involving Heelys. Is it really? Yeah, there is. That's awesome. <laughs> I hope there's a police code for it too. Like, there's a special code where the guy's like, "All right, I just hear a, just hear a ten thirty six over the radio." Let me the guy's running away, he but looks. he's on Heelys. Yeah, like, we got Heely cops out here. <laughs> Heely cops light up Heelys. They go red and blue. Yeah, red and blue Heelys. <laughs> except they go even faster than like the legal civilian Heelys mm-hmm. that you can catch up to them. Roller bearings. Yeah. <laughs> You got graphite rubbed on the axles. So you're just zooming up to these other guys on Heelys. Well, you know they still make Heelys. Do you they really? still buy brand new Heelys? Seriously? Yeah, that's what I did. Who's buying them? I did. Yeah, he just said that he <laughs> bought them. I mean, honestly. Yeah, but who who in 2021 is is buying Heelys? I am. I, I would. I, I mean, hey, I won't yuck your yum. Like if you're if you're all into Heelys, I think they're cool. I probably can't do it. So they're they're only like they're like 50 bucks. Really? Yeah, and they're super easy to do. That's like an average. Like sneaker. Yeah. Do, do they make them for people with large feet? Like they me? make them up to a size sixteen. <laughs> do you get a bigger wheel Imagine. with the bigger shoe size? I don't think so. I don't know. I feel like you should off road wheels, big oh, bulky yeah. mud tires. Just, like start cutting treads in like yeah. the wheel or whatever. That'd be awesome. Just kind of like Dremel some treads in there. Shout out to Heelys. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to shout out Heelys for uh, getting us places faster. Slightly. <laughs> Slightly faster. Just barely faster. But you can't go off road with them. But right. we'll ignore that. You know, we at school we also tried to put off road wheels on a ripstick. <laughs> All that does not work. It makes uh, it really hard to do. Tony, I feel like you have a, a troubled history with modifying ripsticks. Yes, yeah. you, you heard my thing. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to show you that later. He has a troubled history of just Fuck uh, off flies, <laughs> just hurting himself by modifying anything with wheels. <laughs> okay, speaking of that. We didn't uh, do right, this, so I didn't, I didn't hurt myself, but we tried to brainstorm how we would make motorized Heelys. Mm. <laughs> My brilliant idea was they're not going to be a motor on the Heely, yeah. but a backpack 
with a predator motor chain drive down to a wheel where you would lean backwards on the wheel and go. You're like, there's no practical way to actually motorize Heelys. Okay. The well, best way would be like a drill motor, but I don't know if that would produce enough torque to actually. And it'd be heavy as yeah. fuck. Get like a DeWalt brushless, like up on top, put it on top of your shoe and like mm. the laces get wrapped around it and find a way for it to somehow power the wheel at the bottom. I'd also like to shout out DeWalt for making the best uh, brushless impacts. Please send this is us shout brushless out. <laughs> Half inch, please. I showed you my new DeWalt. You did. Yeah. That's a that's a nice little it's unit. Twelve hundred foot pounds of breakaway torque. Yeah. It's a lot. That's sweet. Yeah. I used it once. <laughs> Money well spent. Well, you know what? It, it's I don't know. I feel like if you only use it once but no other tool would have done it. Like if you really needed right. it to actually get that taken care of that one time. Yeah. Pays for itself. Well, let me, let me put it this way. Travis's air impact. Mm-hmm. This thing's like fucking twice that. Really? Yeah. It's, it's got a lot of torque. Okay. A lot of fucking torque. You want to get rid of the flies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll shoot him with a 22. <laughs> I'd be happy if I hit one. Dude, that'd be, it'd be like wanted. You ever see that movie? Uh, no, I know the song no? wanted man by rat. Is that good enough? No. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> I kind of figure that we haven't started our recording. Oh, oh yeah. this is like the random bullshit. bullshit. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. gonna say uh, we can this, cut a lot of this out. Mm-hmm. Well, well, it should be in there. This is pretty good. Um, no, we, I, I just like I like getting into the conversation, like just so that we're not we weren't doing anything before, and then all of a sudden, okay, we're talking about the topic now. I right. like to just like get into conversation. We're just talking. Yeah. And then eventually, I just throw in the. Hey, you're listening to the Joyrides Automotive Podcast. My name's Dalen. I'm joined here in a new studio. It's actually a barn. Tony's barn. It is a barn. He told me that we'd be in a barn, and I thought there'd be like rats and cats and all kinds of stuff. I thought I'd be sitting in hay, actually. I wasn't sure how much I'd itch when I got home, but here I am sitting at a uh, a barnwood table in a metal chair. Yeah. This is actually super nice. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's nicer than I thought. We have a kitchen and everything here, too. Really? Yeah. Can I cook like nice. pizza rolls in there? You can't. I've got pizza rolls. If you I'd want like some. to shout out Totino's. <laughs> Please send us pizza rolls. <laughs> Please send us pizza rolls for the next podcast. We're hungry. That should be our t-shirt. I'd like to shout out Tostino's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. God damn it. The shout out episode. The shout out episode. Well, it's not just our shout out episode. Tony came up with a brilliant genius idea for what we should call this episode. It's episode number three. Tony, why don't you yep. go ahead and... Since it's number three, we're going with episode three, Revenge of the Stick. We're just talking about stick shift cars, mm-hmm. new stick shift cars. Cars that you can buy new in the 2021 model year yes. with a manual transmission. Or 2022 model year. I figure yeah, we I should allow those. Yeah, we're yeah. getting some 2022s now. There's, yeah. there's cars that we Pretty know close. exist or will exist. With um, a manual. Yeah, yeah, that we have not gotten yet. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of that, I think I think these are cars that should have come out in 2020 or yeah, potentially 2021. Coroned. Corona. <laughs> yeah, COVID has kind of delayed a lot of different things. Um, I think the Z is amongst that list. I'm pretty sure it was supposed to come out this year, but it yeah, has gotten pushed back. Bronco uh, got pushed back. And now, yep. did you see they're having even more troubles with those hard tops? On the Broncos? Yeah. Because they're pe- leaking? People who have gotten them are reporting that they're leaking. Yeah. Uh, there were stories about the headliners are, are already sagging. Oh, no. Yeah. Like really, Sounds like a hold I, Yeah, really see, bad. See, I figured that there would be a couple of years that it would take them to kind of work. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, that's how all the new cars are. Right. It takes a couple of years to kind of work You buy out. the first I mean, year model. have been doing that for like 50 years. The right. first year is well, just terrible. And then they well, like get Corvette. things better. Yeah. First year, the, Cor- the, the C8 Corvette. They had to work out a lot of stuff. Yeah, we're complaining stuff. about like stitches. Like, yeah. oh, the stitching the, in the dash isn't as even as this side. And it's like, 
Well, All right, why are you staring at baseball stitching? I mean, I can okay. get that, like, maybe be picky if it's wrong, but, like, come on. Have you seen the picture of the stitching? Although I've seen one where it actually kind of has, like, a mound to it where they just completely missed their objective by, like, half an inch. So this was on the three LTs, so, like, the 100,000-plus dollar cars, like, the really nice ones. Yeah. And the stitching is awful. <laughs> it's really bad. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, this is a very low quality picture and you can see. Okay, that's. <laughs> now, it, I don't think it was on a lot of cars, but yeah. What guy in the factory said, we're not redoing this, just sell it. They won't notice. And then the person got in the car, looked over at the passenger side of the dash and said, what the hell am I looking at? Well, think yeah. about how many people have seen that before well, it looks it got like to a topographical the... map of Utah and they just yeah. allowed it. It just went to the dealership lot like that. You're if like, you're yeah, listening, look up just C8 stitching issue and you'll see several different photos of several different cars. Yeah. And the stitching is just, it's not good. Yeah. And that's putting it lightly. I also like how with the C8s, every single, every single one that got wrecked has been like on Facebook. Like, oh, another one. Oh, yeah. Another one wrecked. Mm -hmm. Dropped off a lift. Fucked. That happens yeah. with the G8s too. I'm in the oh, G8 yeah. group and people are busy like, yep, just screwed up another hey. one. And it's and like, you go to oh, come on. You go to the comments and it's like, how much for the wheels? Yeah, immediately. <laughs> Glad you're okay. How much for the wheels though? Well, yeah, but with a G8, you could like hit a bump wrong and it's totaled. Yeah. It's salvage title. It's because parts are impossible to get. It's like people yeah. people will have like a dent in their bumper or a dent in the hood. Boom. Salvage title. Because yeah. you can't get parts. That's just how it is. Yeah. Well, it's because everyone's going through fucking insurance over it. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't take it to insurance. I work at a body shop. I'd do it myself. Yeah. Just pay for it. Yeah. Which kind of sucks, but whatever. Going back to where we were talking, like the first model year is always rough. But people buy those cars because it's the launch edition or there's something special about it. You know, yeah. you buy it because you, it's the first one. The new one. But yeah. then, you know, over the years, they number one, they work out the kinks. But mm -hmm. especially with the Corvette, you know, then they release new editions with more power, more right. appearance, stuff like that. So then you kind of get into the balance of, OK, do I want the, the first year because it's special because it's the first year? Mm -hmm launch edition whatever or do i wait a little bit and get you know the one with 50 more horsepower and right. this body kit and whatnot right well it's like with the c7s in 2000 what 13 when they came out you're cool if you got one of those you mm -hmm. know it's the new body style it looks awesome i still think those look better than c8s i really like those i do like the c8 we'll get back to that okay and but then if you go down to like 2019 and you bought a new one then it's it's a six-year-old car it's right like anybody know? that buys a gtr today like nice car from 2007. Right. Like I get that they've updated it, yeah. but it's like, it's to the Not point much. where I don't know if they're within the realm of being cool anymore. At least, I mean, they're cool to people like us, but imagine, you know, your buddy's got the, like the newest model of the R8, right. you know, another buddy's got the C8. Say that like you're in that kind of like income mm -hmm. area and, uh, or, you know, has an M2 competition, like, you know, something within that price range. And you're like, Hey, got a GTR. And they said, how is that any different than the one I drove on a PlayStation 2? Right. Like, it's, yeah, it's an old platform. Yeah. 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 But like with the C8, and I was thinking about this the other day, has there been any other car that has switched from front engine to mid engine, like for that model? Mm. And the only one I could think of are the like rally cross French hatchbacks. Right. Like other, the other than that, Renault, uh, it was like the R5, but then they turned it yeah, into like, like the a, Turbo 2 or whatever well, for there was, yeah. Rally. There was the, uh, um, 
Yeah, the Renault R5 Turbo, I think, was a front engine and then became a technically mid-engine for rally. And then... Um, Same with the MG. That car kind of turned think into... That MG car. MG made a little hatchback. Oh, and I know what you're talking the, about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, like, those are different because it's for, like, a race spec mm-hmm. thing, but... Any other road legal car that went front to mid. Right. Cause yeah, when, that's curious. Because when the C8 came out... Also, we're we're not going to talk about stick shift a whole lot here, but well, we'll get to it. Right when the C8 came out, like everyone was saying, I like it. It looks cool, but it doesn't look like a Corvette. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah. of course, it's not going to look like a Corvette. It's the it, I'm going to say first because I don't know anything else, but the first car that is switched from a front engine to a mid engine platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially is, with something as like significant, yeah, as iconic as a Corvette. Right, exactly. Yeah. From front on, I think it retained its identity. It has kind of that pointed stingray nose that we've all like come to know. Granted, right. it's changed a little bit. It's gotten a little bit more Ferrari on the side, a little bit more McLaren on the front, a little Which bit more just, Lamborghini to the back. That's just an Shocker. effect of, of it being a mid-engine right. car yeah. now. You Shocker, need, every mid-engine car looks the same. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You, you need, with the engine in the place that it is, you need certain proportions to you know, have things evened out. And even then, you also need air vents on the side you got to get air to it somehow and if you kept the signature corvette long hood i mean you do that in a mid-engine car you're either going to end up with an insanely long car or something that just doesn't handle right right you've got a car the same length as like a cadillac series 62 or whatever like it's just a really long car also when you got the corvette brome (laughs) (laughs) when when the c7 was out and there was no c8 no they wasn't even talk of it yet there was somebody, and I just found this picture uh, the other day. There was somebody that photoshopped a picture of a C7 to be a mid-engined, and uh, it's like, like a Gallardo, Gallardo Corvette. It holds a lot of the same body lines and everything as the C8. Yeah, it they legitimately do look. What is like that photo? Where, where do you find that? I just for Googled, people who I are just listening. Googled mid-engine C7. Mid-engine C7. Okay. I did have a picture of this one plus the original picture right next to each other, but I don't know where that's at. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyways. Yeah, we'll talk uh, stick shift. Cars. Yeah, stick shift new cars. Do you guys have any favorites? Um, I do. We've already mentioned it a million times. I have two on my mind. One I'm not going to go over because we've said it a thousand times, and that is the uh, new Z coming out, obviously. And then the other one we also have mentioned, but I think it is one of the coolest cars coming out, which is surprising because I like sporty coupes and sedans. That's what I've always liked. But the new Ford Bronco, Mm -hmm. insanely cool. Uh it is a six-speed manual transmission. If seven, seven-speed. Well, hold it's a on. Crawler it's gear. a six-speed with Granny a crawl low. gear. Yeah. Um, Still so, seven. I like how we both just jumped on his case right <laughs> oh, as soon as he man. said would six. You, would you call it a Would you call it a seven-speed though? Because you still have your low and your first. So, all of the media is calling it a seven-speed. Okay. On okay. all the oh, wow, that. on all the old trucks with that Granny Low, it's a four-speed with Granny Low. Mm-hmm. So it's. Still four gears. Yeah, like yeah. all those Apaches we have. Yeah, where you're supposed to start them in second, but everyone starts right. it at first and does burnouts. Yeah, yeah. I did, the first probably five or six times that I drove one of those Apaches, I I did that. Right. I'd, well, there's I'd nothing be, telling you. Right. I'd be in the showroom where we've got a like a slick, like smooth concrete floor. Yeah. Put it in first. You know, it's yeah. just Doesn't too take easy. Much. No. Well, it's like a seven to one gear ratio. Oh so, God. Yeah. I'm probably <laughs> wrong with that, but. 
whatever. You're probably close enough. Probably close enough. It's it's a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the new Bronco is a it, it's a six speed plus a crawler gear. Um, seven. So yeah, we'll call it a seven speed. Whatever, call it an eight speed if you count reverse. But anyway, what about uh, neutral. It's a nine speed. Well, there's like a ton of neutral of through there. There's all the neutral spaces. Oh, okay. It's a twenty-one speed. It's a bicycle. Um, but that does. Um, you can get that in the two door format. That is, it does not come in the four door, which is kind of strange as really? far as I'm aware. And can you get a two door right now? Because so not, I not yet soon. I yeah. saw a Bronco for the first time. I saw it in um, where was I? Hannibal, Missouri. I was mm-hmm. just driving through Hannibal. Which is, Hannibal's a nice town. It's just really annoying because there's a million stoplights to this one town that's about the same size as Lisbon. Right. It's terrible, but it's, it's like Missouri. it's it's the highway like. If you're on 218 South, I think it turns into like 62 or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're just going south. But yeah, you, there's tons of stoplights. But I saw one there at a gas station. And at first I was like, wait a minute. Is that what I think it is? Because it, it kind of throws you off, you know, the first time that you see a new car. Right. But yeah, it was a Bronco. It was like a metallic, like bluey gray almost. Um, I know that color. It's mm-hmm. like a nice like slate. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's really cool. Yeah. And you were oh, talking yeah, about yeah. that you can only get the manual with the two door. So can, I don't know. Can you get a two door right now? Or is that one of those things I, being I delayed? Think that I was think delayed. it's delayed because of like roof and door issues. It's like leaking or something like that. Sounds and so about they right. haven't quite put them out there yet. Um, yeah. As far as I'm aware, this was this was off of Ford's website that I saw. Um, the seven speed manual transmission only comes in the two door variant, which is kind mm-hmm. of strange. Um, they might also, change that in the future. I hope so. Could. But also, yeah. you could only get it paired with the uh, 2.3 liter engine. That's right. right. Yeah. So I know that they no, do make no a V6. V6 in what do they call it? The Badlands edition or something? Uh, yeah, probably. there is there is a Badlands I think, edition. I, I thought don't, it was like a Moab or some some crazier. Moab yeah, might be Jeep. Jeep. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's obviously the cooler off road version, like mm-hmm. your your top of the line one, but you can't get the manual in that format, which is really weird. You can only right. get it in the. Uh, the 2.3 liter, which I think is kind of a letdown. But if you were to go buy one of these things, if you actually cared about crawling like off road and stuff like that, obviously go with the manual. Yeah, but you'd also want the power. I feel like with a granny gear, your gearing is going to do enough that you're going to be able to get over stuff. You don't need power when you have that kind of gear. Yeah, that's you know fair. what I mean. Yeah, I, it's it, you're going to have the output you need. Still, to get over even stuff. even given that, like. If you did have that scientific explanation of, oh, you know, we've got the granny gear, it'll be able to cross this, whatever. That's still a tough thing to market because you're going to there's going to be people who see the brochure and they go, okay well, there's this bigger engine. Obviously, you're going to get that. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, that's why they went with a seven speed. Yeah, you have more gears. Also, I do remember uh, because I did look at these for a little while. If you got the manual transmission, it comes standard with like a 456 rear gear. Or like a 411. You can't get anything lower. Really? Yeah. That's, so so you get a decent amount of gear. Mm-hmm. Well, at least you have seven gears. So it's not like your right. top end's totally gone. Right. But you, yeah, you've got a decent amount of gear down low. If you wanted to do some off-road rock crawling, you know, you take the 411 or whatever you said, uh, rear end. Yeah. With your granny mm-hmm. gear. Yeah. It, it I mean, pairs th- up. It, that it should be able well. to climb pretty well. I mean, you're going to have a lot of, you're going to have a lot, a lot of, a lot Ultimately, of gear. Just the the whole way that Ford has handled this thing in terms of making it better than the Jeep in pretty much every way. Right. I don't think they'd push a product that wasn't able to to handle itself. Oh, you know? right. yeah, definitely. Plus, I think that 2.3 is similar to the one in the Mustang. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if it's turbocharged or not, but I, don't I think it's believe similar. it's turboed in the uh really in the Bronco. I, I don't believe it is. What's the power output then? I'm not sure. I would have to For look that up. For a naturally aspirated 2.3. 28. 28 so, horsepower. 28 horsepower. The, what is this, 1936? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a Model T. Uh, so... Before these actually came out, we were driving on the highway. We saw the test vehicles for the Broncos. Oh, with you all, did? With all the padding and everything on it, yeah. so you couldn't see it. And I remember seeing the two-door, and there was two four-doors mm-hmm. that they were testing. And that's like the first time that I realized that they were actually making a four-door. Yeah, that's really cool weird. when you see those cars, because they've got the weird like geometric designs whatnot. Yeah, so you can't see what they look like. I was up in Michigan near Detroit uh, for work, and I saw before they... Can you get the new Grand Wagoneer or whatever? Uh, yeah, I don't know if those are out yet. But I saw one of those Jeep out, yeah. Grand Wagoneers right. with that stuff on there. Maybe it was a Cherokee L or whatever. But yeah. there's a new big Jeep, mm-hmm. and right. I, just, the, I thought it was Grand so Cherokee cool L to see. Cool, yeah, I thought it was so cool to see one of those things. Just oh yeah, yeah, before it's even out on the road. So I have the specifics here. The Ford Bronco uh, 2.3 is the EcoBoost one, so mm-hmm. it is turbocharged. Okay. And it's got a output of a surprising 275 horsepower. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's, that makes that's a lot more sense. Terrible. That makes a that, lot more sense at all. The I mean, that's a significant like, number. The Mustangs are like 320 or something like that. They're in the 300s. Really? Yeah. So it's 305. Pre- I think is yeah. I think is the number on well, those. Being, being at 275, that seems like more than enough to actually go off road right. with that manual transmission. Yeah, and think about it. That's only in the two door Bronco. And you have that low gear. I mean, all your torque is right there to get up yeah, stuff. Right. I mean, I don't think that it's incapable at all. Again, that might be something that they change later on. Maybe they're right. just trying to sell the the you know sell people on the four cylinder right mm-hmm. now. You know, you have to get it to get the manual. But someday, maybe you'll get the manual. The V six. What is the V six? I'm guessing that's also turboed. Uh, I don't know. I'm not actually. sure. No. What Ford V six is it? Um. It is the 2.7 liter V6, um, and it produces 330 horsepower and 415 pound feet. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah, that that's that's quite a bit more be, torque. Yeah, but like because we were saying, you can only get the stick shift on the four cylinder. That reminds me of I was looking at a while back, new uh, while back like this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking at new. It's been a very long year. It's been a long year. <laughs> uh, I was looking at new Toyota Tacomas. Because as far as the like smaller size trucks go, that is the only one I could find that comes like with the V6 and a manual. Yep. All, all the other ones, uh, if you get the V6, you have to get an auto. That was on my list of being uh, one of the manual vehicles I have out there. Because yeah. out of new trucks, um, I'm not a truck guy um, in any way, but like out of new trucks, uh, the Colorado ZR2 is pretty cool. Those are cool. They've got, you know, the there's kind of like a light rig deal up to the back uh, mm-hmm. of the cab. I think that is really cool. It's also front, got that bumper. Yeah, the front's got mm-hmm. a very aggressive approach angle. It's like 45 degrees. Like it's like yeah. pretty crazy approach angle. Uh, but then the Tacoma, obviously, just I, I feel is the better all around truck. And the fact that you can get it manual is yeah pretty you, awesome. It's you, got a six speed manual. You can get a six speed manual with the V6 and four wheel drive and a the way I price it out comes in below 40 grand, which is not bad for a new car. Oh no, that for a new truck. For I mean, that's truck, not yeah. bad yeah. at all. Tr- trucks are, are pretty expensive. I drove a couple of those uh, ZR2s back when I sold Chevys and those are, those are pretty sweet trucks. I am, I'm 
probably even further from you as far as being a truck guy goes. And I will say that, I mean, those things have like what, three, four grand in suspension under them. Probably. They've got, oh, they're, they're really cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so my dad's got a 2017, uh, it's not the ZR2, but it was the, uh, Z71 package. Mm. So his has the four wheel drive. It's got the V6, but yeah. the auto in it is just the one thing that kills it. Yeah. That would be kind of a letdown. Uh, uh, I don't know if you consider this a truck. Yeah. But it comes in right at around 50 grand, I think is about where it starts. Ford Maverick. The Jeep Gladiator is offered oh, in a manual. Definitely a is truck. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, it, it oh, is. I, I think that would be that. really cool. Same manual as you can get in a, a Wrangler. And the Wrangler also oh, right. can still come manual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it comes manual with the V6 still, too. Yeah. That really? Mercedes, or it's probably Fiat now. because the, the V6 that they have in there? Yeah. It's a Pentastar. Like what oh, you get in like a base Challenger or whatever. Oh, so it is a Chrysler motor. Yeah. Okay. A very hmm. questionable one. Yeah. Well, those new Jeeps, I, I hear, are pretty questionable to begin with. Yeah, especially with um, like the small crossover -y sort of things that Jeep put out. There's yeah. rebatch Fiat's. Well, like the Wranglers really themselves, stuff. yeah, but the Wranglers themselves, like the new, new ones, mm -hmm. I've heard they had a lot of quality control issues with like stuff on the frames and the drivetrains. Oh yeah. I've heard of people breaking, uh, control arms on the highway yeah. or like U joints blowing off of the, um, Hey, you know why those control shaft? arms break? Why is that? They're plastic. Yeah, it's they're a hard plastic. What? Yep, they're a very hard plastic with like a honeycomb design for strength, like almost as if you would have in like uh, your front valance of like your bumper. They have like those hard plastic honeycombs behind bumper covers. It's kind of similar to that, and it's like this is the first time I'm hearing of I, this. I'm sure I've, 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 I've seen it. Joking at no, first, I've seen too. it in person. I actually I stopped. Um, was at, I was at a dealership like a year ago and my dad told me it had that. And so I was like, yeah, I'm just going to try this out. Like, you know, I'm going to give it a feel, see if that's like actually, um, actually true. And I reached down there and I can't remember whether this was on a Ram or a Gladiator, uh, which I know are not the same vehicle at all, but it was just, there was a bunch of them in a line. And I decided to feel under one of them and you go to the control arm, you can get your fingers up into the thing because it's, it's hollow, like honeycomb. Right. And so you can get your hand up into it. And I was like, yeah, this thing might survive in the summer, but imagine you're living in Alaska. It's like negative 30 degrees out and you hit a pothole. Does that thing just snap because it's brittle and it's so cold? Like, so do I'm, they survive that? I'm sure they've tested that. I can't imagine they would last more than like, like once that, once your uh, warranty's up, you're fucked. Yeah. yeah temperature, <laughs> temperature, I'm not so concerned with. I'm sure that's something that they can actually right. test, but longevity, longevity is the one thing that I Especially would really question. Chrysler. If anyone can't make a plastic, it's them. Yeah. Yeah. Chrysler makes a really nice 6.4 liter V8 and that's it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, what else are they doing at their factory nowadays? They're just putting that that engine and everything. Yeah. That's, that, what, that's, that's all they're, they do. They're like, hey, we made a cool thing. They just put it in all their junk. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about new cars that you get with a manual, but we were also going to mention um, cars that have lost the manual over the year. And oh, yeah. We're on the topic of, of Chrysler-based trucks, and so I'd like to say that uh, in the Ram 2500 and maybe the 3500, you were able to get a six-speed manual with the diesels oh, up until right. like 2012. Yeah. Or maybe even later. Yeah. Which is nuts because nobody else, I mean, Chevy and Ford both lost manuals in their diesels like in the late 90s, early 2000s, mm -hmm. right? Well, I don't know. I'm not a big truck no, person. So yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not either. But I just, on that. I mean, when I think about it, 
and the first time I stumbled upon that, I was just looking at a dealership website mm-hmm. and it said manual diesel. I was like, that can't be true. This has to be incorrect because you see all the time people in input right. manual incorrectly. But no, there it was a six speed shifter on the hmm. floor. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. So yeah. are there any trucks left that you can get diesel and manual? No, are there no, any? No full size truck. You can't even get a 1500 gasser with a manual in any truck. Yeah. That, that's it, kind of unfortunate. Pretty much trucks, unless you were with a Toyota. Mm-hmm. It, it's got to be a four cylinder to get a manual. Yeah. Uh, I think sucks. the Nissan Frontier doesn't offer a manual anymore. I, I think, Nobody was buying those anyway. I think <laughs> you know who loved them. And this is this isn't like a, a shot at anybody or anything. Old men loved them for the longest time because they were just they were the same. They, were ba- they came out in like 2004, maybe even earlier than that. And they ran that same body style from 2004 all the way up until I think this year. The Frontier was the one that looks <laughs> so, like the Xterra, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so it's kind of got the, the, or no, I'm thinking of the Titan that has the really big grill. Yeah. No, this, this is the, that's the, their small truck is the Frontier, but old, old guys loved it because it was just old tech. It had a 2004 radio in it. It had a 2004 steering wheel in it. It was just very basic. Um, not a lot of frills to it. And you know, there were there was a certain uh, sect of, of older people who didn't care to learn all of this new technology, who didn't it's, care about pairing their phone and all this stuff. So I, they I still really pass liked old it. people in like early 2000s Cadillacs all the time. Yeah, because it's the nicest thing that they can understand. Mm-hmm. It's like the Motorola Razor of <laughs> no, because cars. There's, there's plenty of old. Uh, there was an old person. Uh, what was it? I think one time there was an elderly person who taught me a new function on my brand new iPhone. So this well, isn't a shot at old people by any means. Like old people are I'm very capable. It's, it's not even an insult to those people. There are people that don't even want to bother with new stuff. Oh, and no. honestly, I'm yeah. kind of the same way. Yeah, the newest car I've ever owned is a 2009. Yeah. And I've been in cars newer than that. Obviously, I don't live in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like I, <laughs> I've been in newer cars and I get in like, yeah, they're comfortable, but I don't want to get in like my dad's truck. You got to get in and then you got like five different screens and one of them turns up the temp on your seats and the other one's your radio. And then another one's right. navigation. It's like, I don't want to go There's through these screens. And I feel 50 years old when I say that, but I want to just get in a car and just drive it. And that's why I like, you know, cars that are a decade plus old. Cause you just get in, you drive and all the functionalities are just a button. Right. right. So the going back to the whole new cars with manual transmissions, And I remember I asked you this at work. I wanted to find new cars, sub $20,000 that come with a manual transmission. Mm -hmm. And what I know we found like Hyundai Velosters and stuff. Yeah, like a base Veloster is pretty cheap. But this is one of them that's on my list, actually, of of cars I wanted to talk about. Because this is a car I've driven is the Veloster N. Yes. which I think is like in the thirties. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not yeah, quite not sub 20, 20, yeah, not quite that still. cheap, but it's still cheaper than a, a civic type R. Right. And it's sporty. It's super it's, sporty. Uh, I've driven manual and the, they have a DCT. Um, I don't know what that is. A dual, dual clutch. clutch, dual clutch. Yeah, okay, so they yeah, have yeah. a manual and a dual clutch. I've driven both. Uh, it's a two liter turbo. Now the manuals make 247 horsepower. But mm-hmm. the dual clutch makes 271 horsepower. Ooh. And it, it I, I will say in driving it, it's a noticeable difference. I really feel like if you were going to be driving it competitively, whether it be on the track right. or at an autocross, well, whatever. I'm sure the dual clutch just you, delivers the power a yeah, lot better. Yeah, you, you'd want the dual clutch. But if you're just going to go scoot around on back roads, the yeah. manual is definitely the way to go. Yep. Um, what I will say about the car is that it's got a super responsive turbo mm-hmm. and they rev. I don't think they rev like crazy high, but they rev high enough. And yeah. 
with that turbo being so responsive, it just shoots up. I remember like you, hearing you can just something bang through the gears super quick. I remember hearing something about this Hyundai. They like really put a lot of money and effort into making that turbo just mm-hmm. super responsive. Yeah. Yeah. They're also working on that clutchless manual. Are they really? Yeah. They, they're, they're, I think that went defunct. Did it? I, I think so. Oh, because I know Volvo did something similar in the 90s where you'd have kind of an H pattern, but without right. a clutch. And people kind of didn't like it for the simple fact that people that don't want a clutch in their car are going to buy the auto. Right. Well, they don't, w- they don't want to do the, the yeah. H pattern thing. And people right. that want to shift their own gears <laughs> want also the want the clutch. Well, it's kind of so like, yeah, like makes sense. all these manufacturers make an automatic, but they've got the slap shift, whether it be the paddles or like the thing yeah, in the, the thing center that, that you can do. Uses. Yeah. Nobody uses that. Yeah. Most of the time, because they're not responsive whatsoever. Right. I have one of those slap shifters in my G8 because it's an auto, unfortunately. But, you know, manual G8s are kind of a unicorn. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I put the thing over into that manual shift mode and you hit it and there's like five or six tenths of a second before it actually shifts, which I can probably just shift faster than that if it was a true manual and it would right. be more fun. So it's like I don't even bother with the thing. Yeah. And I think. Honestly, most cars are that way, like most autos are. Yeah. Uh, granted, brand new cars might be a little bit more responsive, but I've driven a 2014 Chevy Cruze, and it's the exact same deal where you kind of slap it in the next gear, and it's like, oh, are you sure? And then it goes. My dad's Colorado is the same way. If you if you get on it or you like manually shift it or anything, it just doesn't do anything. It just kind of sleeps for a second yeah. before it goes anywhere. Yeah. They're, it's like you're dumb. asking permission to shift. Yeah. yeah it's and like, then it tells you. You, you tell it like, hey, please go here, and it's like, yeah, let me check my diagnostics and it kind of like just looks at all the data and it's like, yeah, yeah, sure, we'll do it. It's like yeah. you're not really shifting and on, honestly, you can feel it. That it's you're like not your doing middle anything. management. Yeah. And the car, <laughs> the car actually makes the shots. It's like you're it sending an shots. email to the car like, please do this. And then like three to five business days later, they finally get back to you and shift. <laughs> this is going to be like the Matrix. You think you're in charge, but nope, everything's planned out. <laughs> One of my uh, favorite new cars with a manual is the BMW 2 Series. And specifically the M2. Uh, now, base 2 Series is a four-cylinder, makes 240 horsepower, which isn't bad. But the M2 uh, makes more than that. But the one you want, obviously, is the M2 CS. That's their competition sport model. All right. Makes 444 horsepower out of a turbo Ooh, three liter damn. inline six. And though, oh my God, they're just, they're cool cars. Um now, the early ones had the N55, which was a questionable motor. The new ones have the S55, which is like the M variant of that. All right. Uh, it's a six-speed manual on six cylinders. Replaced my one series. So it's a lot like just a newer one series, mm-hmm. but they're a little bit a little bit longer, a little bit wider, a little bit shorter, I think, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Those cars are cool. I've never driven one. I'd right. love to. I've been looking. Prices aren't going down. No. I don't think they will anytime soon. No, not with this market. Yeah. So that's something I can just basically give up on that dream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they recently revealed the new 2 Series for like the 2022 or 23 model year, and it's less attractive. I'll um, say that. If you are interested in getting a 2021 2 Series, they do still have the attractive grill. Mm-hmm. Um, not like E30 attractive, but like this <laughs> <laughs> still the good looking BMW grill, not the pelican teeth whatever that thing is it looks like a beaver the new ones pelican do. teeth yeah whatever it's like spongebob's teeth yeah spongebob's huge teeth is yeah, what the massive. new bmw looks like no but anyway um the 2021 2 series um starts at 43 uh 750 which is not a bad price not bad for like a premium car yeah it's an okay price but that the fact base? that it's manual yes that it's is like a base. base 2 series so it's not like a um, 
it's not like a direct like sports oriented car. Like it is more of like a premium car. You know, they, yeah. they come with like comfort shocks and stuff like that. But, yep. they, you know, they tune a little bit sportier than you would get in like a Lexus or something like yeah. that. And if you mm-hmm. get the two series um, standard, they're rear wheel drive. You can offer in or option in uh, BMW's X drive system. Yeah. But you don't want to if you want the manual. If you keep it rear wheel drive, you can get the six speed manual and the base has 248 horsepower, which I feel six speed manual, 248 horsepower, rear wheel drive. Yeah, you're still be fun. You're still having fun. Yeah. But like. Like Dalen said, this car is pretty much as one series, but just modernized because your rear wheel drive, six speed manual and at around the same power figure. So I think this car would still be a ton of fun. Uh, however, you can also get uh, the uh, M240i, which offers 335 horsepower in the manual. So that would be really cool. to go Yeah, with. they've got the like the 228, I think, is your base model. Or maybe 230. Yeah, the 230i is your a, base. Yeah, so the 228 they had like at the beginning, like in the early model years. Yeah. And it's it's tricky because they do a bunch of different numbers. But then there's the 230, the 235i. might even be a 240i before you get into M2. But then you enter M2. Uh, then you get M2 Competition. M2 Competition Sport is the big dog. And you can get, I think, one of the very few options on the M2 CS is carbon ceramic brakes. Which oh, is really? like one of the big ones. Hmm. But that's like a limited production thing. They're only making like a couple hundred cars. Car? 80. 80? Like okay. 80 to 90, I think. So a lot of money for like a... What, what, is the M2 considered a compact? Uh, or I'd, mid-size I'd say sedan? by today's standards, it's definitely a compact. Like <laughs> yeah, Back if then, it, it'd be a mid-size if it were or a full-size in the 90s. If but you parked it in a normal parking lot, it'll be everything would be most. bigger yep. than that. Yeah. Um, let's go back to small cars earlier. We had talked about the, uh, Veloster N those things came in right around 20 grand, I believe, at least the base Veloster, the, the I base think the ones. N, yeah. the N's 26. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Um, I'm gonna have to fact check that. I don't want to be wrong. Yeah. Here, let's do a quick fact check on the 2021 Veloster N. Whoa. Okay. Um, I was way off on this actually, cause I thought it'd be in the thirties, but the N's base price is twenty eight five ninety five. Okay, so I thought it'd be yeah, like decently into the thirties. Twenty eight five. Yeah, wow. I thought it was like twenty six, twenty seven. So twenty eight five. I feel like I was pretty close on that. Yeah, um, and that's higher than it was in previous model years. Yeah, but still, that is a good price for a good car. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't hate on that. I've driven not the N, but I've driven the uh, standard Veloster, and things actually cool. Yeah, I think they look kind of like a pregnant egg but <laughs> yeah they look a bit strange <laughs> but the thing was fun third to drive. door don't you yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. a passenger rear i think side so. has yeah. a door yeah it's super weird but anyway going back small cars six-speed manual uh the volkswagen golf and jetta yeah mm. i was just built, about to say yep built on the same chassis um it has essentially all the same options and everything uh but you can get them both with the six-speed manual um you had a uh, base, you had 147 horsepower. Yeah, it's like which, a 1.4 liter. Yeah, one point, well, yeah, 1.4 liter with 147 horsepower. So not a bad number. I think you could have fun with that. But you could also still get the six-speed manual on the GTI um, for the Golf and the GLI for the Jetta. Mm-hmm. And those offer um, 228 horsepower with the manual. Volkswagens are fun cars. I figure the Golf is the cooler one to go with out of those two, but I won't make that decision for either of you. 
Yeah, I think that's just a preference. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is because they're the same yeah. car. Yeah, it just you pick. Um, I, I think the golf is cooler, but mostly because I played Need for Speed Underground yeah. when I was younger. So I think that they're pretty sweet. You know, and I think they're even standard with the six speed. Like it's not an option. It's just. Yeah, that's their standard fare. Yeah. Really? For, yeah. For the. Uh, for the, the golf, GTA. at least. I don't know about the For Jetta's. The Jetta's the same. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. You have to option the automatic. Mm. Is it, you know what does that it cost costs? anything? I don't think it costs anything. I think they just said, A lot of manufacturers yeah. now, you can select the automatic as an option, but it's just free. Right. They make so many automatics. It probably costs them more money to make the manuals. Right. I just like that they offer That's it That's why they're disappearing for the most part. Is that because, you know these manufacturers are designing a manual transmission and then nobody options them out. They're not right. getting right. money back. Well, yeah, most people just want to get in their car and go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah. is unfortunate because I like to right. get in my car and drive. Well, I like it's fair. I think there's plenty of people who... It, it, it is unfortunate in the sense, you know, coming from an enthusiast, uh, it's unfortunate that, that we're losing the manual and that's kind of why we're doing this, right. this topic yep. of conversation. But for the average person, they just don't give a shit. Yeah. It's not important to them. Yeah, I can't tell you how many people I've met that just don't care anything about cars. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of those people, but I mean, I'm sure you guys have had this also, but nothing makes me happier than teaching somebody how to drive manual. Yes. I've taught on my car. (laughs) I've taught several of my friends uh, how to drive. Um, I actually teach them on my Trans Am. Mm -hmm. It is very easy. It is like the easiest manual transmission I've ever operated. Yeah. The thing like the shifter notches right into gear. The clutch is super easy. It's got like a perfect weight to it. Yeah. Um, the hardest manual I've ever driven uh, was actually a um, a 602 crate race car, um, but it uses a Saginaw three speed. So it's a wishbone style three speed. But the clutches oh, on those yeah. things are so stiff. It is an on off pedal. Like first time I tried starting it, I stalled. And I'm proficient with a manual. So I was like, oh, wow, I feel like an idiot. I just stalled. Right. And then the second time I started it, did a burnout like getting out of my spot yeah. and i was like well, wow this thing's hard pretty, to drive probably had a pretty stiff race clutch yeah and i was like wow this thing's hard to drive but then i realized that i'm not alone in that sense at all i i mean i'm at the racetrack every weekend and mm-hmm. i see other people driving you know sportsmen late models and like modifieds and they'll do it all the time is they'll sit there you'll kind of hear the car wind up a little bit and then they just do a burnout leaving their pit stall mm-hmm. just you see that all the time because these clutches are so difficult to yeah, operate they, they're they just so stiff that it's just slip yeah you start letting out and then it's just go time that's just all they do also i just like to say because i have had to explain this to people before 602 is not the displacement it's just the, it's the code yeah it's just the what they call it they're a 350 displacement yeah just a normal small block it'd be See, cool i was confused by that at inches. first because i thought it was a 602 cubic no. inch motor and it'd i was like holy massive. shit was yeah. that 10 liters yeah <laughs> Well, That'd be awesome. Did you see this new Copo Camaro that's coming out? Not a manual. Oh, the so 9.2 liter yeah, or whatever? It's a, it's a 572 cubic inch V8. <laughs> <laughs> because why that's not? That's so cool. Is that the one that you're not allowed to drive on the street? Yeah, I think it's like a drag race yeah. only kind of thing. That's why it's not the largest displacement engine. They make engine. Uh, chargers like that too, don't they? Maybe Challengers. I know the, the oh, Demon. Challenger. What the I, Demon was kind of like a, a drag race thing. Right, where but it don't came they make a drag radials? Don't they make a variant of that that you can't drive well, on the street? That's why the Demon isn't the most powerful production car in America with a V8 or whatever, because it's not. It's not a street car. Mm, oh, yeah. so okay. it's not allowed that title. 
Yeah. Okay. I, I know the new GT500 coming out, they said it's going to be the most powerful V8 in America. Yeah. And it's like 750 and the Demon's 800. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting back on topic, you were talking about uh, teaching somebody how to drive stick. There's this girl uh, that went to school with us. Her name's Anna, and her parents bought her like a 2014 cruise I, manual. I know story, and yeah. I taught her how to drive stick. It was it was actually it was the first person I've ever taught how to drive stick, and it was a super like rewarding experience. Like it felt good to pass that sort of information on to somebody else. Yeah, I love that. As soon as somebody like kind of starts to figure it out, um, I showed her buddy Blake how to drive manual mm-hmm. uh, in the high school parking lot with my Trans Am, and. He stalled it like three times in a row. And then once he like actually got it going, he like went through first gear into second gear and like actually he didn't rev match well, but I don't expect anybody to, you know, the first Not time. first time now. Yeah. But he like did okay. And he kind of took it around and he had like a big smile on his face. He's like, wow, this is like now that I have the thing going, like this is actually like fun. And then uh, he pulls up to a stop sign and I figured he knew I didn't say anything, but just pulls up to a stop sign. Didn't put the clutch in, didn't put it in neutral, just kills it as soon as he gets there. It's like, what happened? I That's the like, way I, te- I treat clutch. every stop sign. <laughs> just, there there was a girl it. I went to high school with that had a Ford Ranger, and she, like, it was manual, but never drove it correctly. She'd pull it into a parking spot and just let it die as soon as she got into the parking <laughs> spot. Like, I'm like, why do you drive like that? <laughs> well, like, going to the whole, like, teaching someone how to drive stick, there was one guy at my school who, one of my friends I taught how to drive stick, so then he got a stick shift car. There was another guy at school who was giving him advice and it was like his advice was if you pull up to a hill like on a hill and you have to stop, don't use the brake, but instead let out the clutch right to the point where your car will stop moving and then just sit there. So he just murdered his clutch. Yeah, I'm like, dude, do not do that. Yeah, please. God, don't do that. (laughs) I I did mention the, the Toyota. Yeah, I didn't like an idiot. I didn't write any of these down. No, that's all right. But like. I've got some other backups. Uh, yeah. If we you, just you do a backup, I'll find a good them. one. Okay. Um, oh wait, before we do that, mm-hmm. I do know one. Okay. Mitsubishi Mirage. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tony and I were talking about this car. We had a good conversation about this we, one for like a week. Yeah. We talked about these for a week. Well, because I, I, I said to you, I said, hey, I want a list of every single sub twenty thousand dollar new car with a manual transmission that you don't have to put 91 octane gas in something the that's not only turbo. thing i told you the, f- the was first mitsubishi one, mirage you said cheapest car you could possibly buy new mitsubishi mirage there's people that are reported of getting them brand new under ten thousand dollars <laughs> yeah there are dealers out there and that are I, just trying yeah to get and it maybe off that's lot. changed Nobody now wants it. maybe that's changed now steel because wheels in 2021 yes they've that's got steel awesome. wheels they've got crank windows i believe yeah it's a five-speed manual and if oh, the, is it a five speed? I believe so. Okay. So they're using a transmission from 20 years ago. So same thing with the Nissan Versa, uh, the Nissan Versa, which I've also driven. Right. Uh, not very proudly. Uh, five speed manual, steel wheels, crank windows. And it doesn't the key. No fob, not even plastic on the key. It's a blank <laughs> metal. <laughs> it's a, a blank metal key. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a door key from yes. the 90s. Yes. <laughs> Literally, it looks exactly like a Chevy square body key, and that's mm-hmm. just what you walk up to your car. Does it have an alarm? No, but there's <laughs> but, no way. Okay, but think think about it. That's like, like a thirteen thousand dollar car. Yeah, think think about it. If you could get one for ten grand, yeah. you know, which people have been reported to before, maybe not right now. Yeah. We talked about this like yeah, obviously like during. I, like, like, I, I kind of want to do this and just make it my winter daily. But like, think about it. 
ten thousand dollars ish. It gets forty miles a gallon. It's a manual transmission. It's, it's a new be, car. It's got a it's, warranty. It's got a hundred thousand mile warranty. No kidding. Like, I don't know if it's quite a hundred. But if it's, I can it's fit in this car, amount. this would be a decent deal. They, it's it a new honestly, car. They, it wouldn't it. be a bad deal. You could finance it for a hundred dollars a month, right. maybe less. Now it's going to be pitiful. I think it's got <laughs> seventy horsepower. It really is a car from the nineties. That's <laughs> being sold today. I've yeah. got a friend with a it it. Honestly, it's a 2010 model year, but it is a 90s car. Right. It's a Hyundai Accent that makes like 90 horsepower. And I was on the interstate with him uh, yesterday and I was like, I was like, dude, go around this guy. He's like, I can't. I was like, what do you mean you can't? He's like, check this out. <laughs> and he hops over in the left lane and this thing's an auto and he lays the like just lays his foot down and it goes from to <laughs> but it goes the exact same speed. Like it downshifted and went up to like four grand making just this disgusting noise and it didn't go any faster. I was like, what? Speaking of the Hyundai Accent, uh, I, I have that on my list here because you can get that with a, it's a six speed manual. You get oh, that with a six speed box. Luxury. Uh, a 1.6 liter four cylinder makes 138 horsepower. And the notes I have on it because I have driven one of these is that it's dull. Uh, I've written down that the 1.6 is laughably underpowered, especially considering it's a direct injection engine. Yeah. Uh, it needs a turbo option, I think, to fit with the sportier image of uh, like the Veloster and the Elantra and those those options that mm-hmm. they have. And Hyundai has the powertrain. Even if right. you have to detune it, whatever, just throw that in there. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. In a tiny little car. I have come to the conclusion that a new like full-size car with under 200 horsepower is going to be kind of dull and not very fun but with the whole like something needs a turbo option i really like the new toyota corolla hatchbacks yes those are cool they do come with a manual Mm -hmm. and if it came with a turbo option it'd be really freaking cool correct me if i'm wrong that is a three-cylinder I have no idea. I, think I don't think so. I think it's a four. It's a four cylinder. Uh, oh, it's, it's the, the Yaris. GR Yaris. Yeah, the Yaris. GR Yaris is the three cylinder. Yeah. Okay. Now those Corolla hatches, they're weird because they have. I, I think, I think I remember a guy telling me this. So don't exactly quote me on this. And of course, I'll fact check this before I actually put it in the final cut. But those have direct and port injection. I believe it. And it'll just select whatever's best for performance or economy. Right. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's like the the new Koenigsegg Jesco. It's got three fuel injectors per cylinder. It's a V8. Is that just to dump piss loads of gas in there? Or does it actually select based on something? Two of them are direct injection for just dumping gas in there. And then one of them's in the port. Mm. And it's just somehow, some way that makes it better. Well, that'll help with the carbon. I mean, I'm not going to question it. It's a Koenigsegg. I mean, yeah, that'll help with carbon buildup on those GDI engines. Oh, yeah. Yeah. GDI? Uh, gasoline direct injection. Oh, okay. That You know, th- there's all this, all these reports of like, without that fuel injector there spraying gas, mm-hmm. get a lot of carbon buildup on the intake valve. Oh, okay. And so it kind of like bogs them down, makes mm-hmm. them kind of shitty. But with that, you know, injector clean, there now, it yeah, off. it'll clean all that carbon yeah. off. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can see that. That's okay. not too bad. Though. And then you, all those little cheap bullshit cars we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. like the, um, the Mirage. The Geo Metro needs to come back. Geo That's Metro what you were going to say. Cool. That's not what I was going to say. Actually, I saw a Geo Metro in town here that was a convertible. I used to actually drive by. I had a I had a college class when I was in high school. So okay. I, had to, I had to drive Ooh, to the local. Smart. I don't know. No, I drove to the local community college like every morning. And on my way there, 
on the interstate, I would always pass the same Geo Metro. And the thing was looking like a 1990s bowling alley cup. Just oh, had yeah. like that vinyl on the side, but it was a convertible. And I was just like, why is that thing so cool? Dude, like this I would person's just flexing on me every day. Dude, if I had a Metro. Those a, are a three cylinder, aren't they? They are three cylinder. They get like 50 miles a gallon. And I would definitely paint the bowling alley cup design on the side. Oh, absolutely. Or but, better yet, just paint a bowling ball on the side. That'd right. be cool. But like, so with the whole five speed thing, what really surprises me is Subaru Impreza's come with five speeds. Yeah. And in that's on my list. 2021, it's like a five speeds, the cheap option. What's the entry price of the Impreza? Like 20 grand. That's another one. That's of, it. Yeah. yeah that, okay. It's because it, it's a baser. I okay, mean, we're talking like they're naturally aspirated. So we're talking like about $20,000 or whatever. We're talking a $20,000 brand new with warranty and it's all wheel drive with a five speed. Okay. They so come standard on, with symmetrical all wheel drive. I think every single Subaru has all wheel drive. Really? Yeah. Wow. They only made like one front wheel or one or two front wheel drive Subarus in North America. Yeah, it was, a, it was like a long time yeah, ago. Like yeah, like the Leone and whatever. Yeah. So what I was going to ask is that we've we, we've established a good number of cars here that are around or under 20 grand. Right. That are manual. Right. Is the Impreza the one to go with? I don't know. So I really I like, feel like that is like out of all the names that we've listed. I feel like that is the one with kind of the most. Let's not forget. I, even even within Subaru, you can get a BRZ with a manual. It's true. Yeah. But Toyota 86. I guess BRZ would be the one that's not all-wheel drive. That's true. Yeah. And the only one that... That'd be a rear wheel, yeah. Yeah. But then... And then the STI is the only one that's not symmetrical because you can change it. Mm. Yeah. You can go to 60 front, 40 back, or uh, vice versa, or whatever. Right. Yeah. Those... Um, I think they, they did a long time ago. Or maybe it was the... Uh, maybe it was like the Mitsubishi Evos, but... I remember one of those old cars had, you could adjust the diff with a dial, yeah. like on the dash. So the Subarus and the STIs, and only the STIs, my WRX doesn't have this. It's They call it DCCD, Driver Control Center Differential. And there's a dial that you can change it from. And it's like, it says sport. And then I think the, I don't know what the other one is, safety. And it's just basically changing the, the amount of slippage between each the front and the back that's mm-hmm. so cool oh those cars badass. those I mean, cars I are really cool insanely cool when yeah. i worked for paul down at the nissan store we had a yeah. 17 sti mm-hmm. and there was like a crown rally thing happening up in cedar rapids yeah but we were down in iowa city and there was something where we were going to take the cars up and just show them off at the crown rally thing right. whatever but i was out at lunch and i was supposed to drive this sti up i came back and i had just met paul mm-hmm. I, was, I was new there and he was like hey are you still going up there I was like, yeah. He was like, well, they've got a van and they're going to bring everybody back after you drop the cars off, but you need to meet them up there. So you better hurry up and get up there. It's like, all right, in this STI, I think I can manage to hurry up right. and get up there. That was a very fun, fun car oh, to drive. I'm sure. That was at that point in time, that was a fast side driven. Oh, yeah. What'd you hit? 90. 130. <laughs> <laughs> so on the whole like STI thing, I think. I think 04 might have been 03 or 04 might have been the first year you can get an STI in America when they mm-hmm. made them. And those back then had 300 horsepower, roughly. Brand new STI still has 300 horsepower. They, really? They really haven't upgraded a whole, a whole lot. And there's talk of the new STI coming out with 400 horsepower. So it'll actually like compete that's a, with that's stuff. That's probably a big deal then. Huge jump, which I'm hoping that by then, the new Impreza the base model they'll update it to like the mm-hmm. six speed and all that stuff yeah I feel like 300 horsepower in 
2021, even though there are like SUVs making more than that and just like right. four cylinder Mustangs make more than that. Right. I feel like 300 is still not a bad number. It's no. sporty, but still you would think that their like flagship model yeah. would be more than 300 horsepower. Yeah. Well, and for the last few years, I've driven nothing but 350 plus horsepower cars. I mean, that that's just what I'm used to. But it's like I've driven Dalen's car, which your car... This was before you, you did was? headers and stuff. Uh, they're 230 from 230, the factory okay. on the 128. Um, I've done yeah, the this Euro. Is, this is before you had any upgrades to it. So the 230 horsepower and the curb weight is three grand on that car. 3,300, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a proper number. Right. I, I mean, sure, you could always do more power, but it didn't feel like a dog. The thing was fun. See, that's it, about what my Subaru well. is. Yeah. But that one's all wheel drive, so I can't do all the whippy spinny things. <laughs> all the whippy spinny things Those, yeah. it doesn't happen. The 128, the, sorry, the 128i is fun. It's got 50 50 weight distribution. So it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. It wants to move, it wants to do fun things. Um, I don't know. It's just a fun car. And I think that the power is pretty good. I think recently we've gotten kind of carried away in terms of horsepower. Like right. it's, it's just turned into this thing of, well, everybody can turbocharge now. It's not just exclusive to high-end marks or mm-hmm. even just the high-end model like everything can be turbocharged now that's like how um cars that were cool and fast 10 15 years ago mm-hmm. um you know the cars i own the cars Dalen owns you know i mean Car aside you from the mgb the, well, the cars you own mine's Tony, a little more than 15 but the thing but about yeah. it yeah they get absolutely walked on nowadays because everything's so freaking fast because it's all turbocharged, even right. with tiny displacement. I mean, think about it. The new Honda Pilot has like a six and a half second zero to 60. Yeah. Why? It's also like 300 horsepower. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> it kind of makes you feel like a goofball until you think about the fact that if you were to actually take it around a track against your car, mm-hmm. you'd murder the thing because the thing would want to fall on its side. The Honda Pilot would. But yeah, I mean... The well, fact that it can get up to speed that quick is almost like weird. Well, yeah. I think they said a brand new Honda Odyssey will outperform a Ferrari 308 in every single category. <laughs> and I didn't want to hear that. That's a naturally <laughs> aspirated V6. Right. But we are talking about 308, which at the most those had were, 230 horsepower. Yeah, those were kind of bad, but they kinda. look insanely cool. They look cool. The 328s look way better. 328s look better. I will say the 288 GTO... From the mm. Group B cars, mm-hmm. with it, I think they're twin turbo, maybe not. Yeah, those are pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we talked. Dylan, did you have another car on your list? Well, we so we talked low end cars, yeah, cheap like twenty thousand dollar cars that you can get. Oh, with so a you're manual. gonna take it to the high end to one hundred fifteen thousand <laughs> at the Porsche nine eleven. Is that that the, you can still get manual? Is that the most expensive? Because oh, there's mm. there's got to be something more expensive than that. Because well, you can right? get the Aston Martin Vantage with a manual. Okay, and we're not talking That's like... That's probably over 115, right? I would imagine. Because in order to get the manual, you have to upgrade to the, like, AMR performance, whatever. Like, they're oh, track-oriented. Yeah. But as far as, like, a six-speed... I kind of wanted to keep track-oriented cars off because there are so many track-oriented is, cars yeah. that you can still get manual. Um, I mean, not, like, a huge list. But as far as road cars for, like... Just, you know, what you buy and then right. drive around the city. Um, I mean, sure, you could do that with a track-oriented car. But, I mean, our list could get bigger because you can still buy, like, late models, like, purpose-built race cars 
I think manuals. Th- the point of this though is that this is an Aston Martin Vantage. Yeah. It, it is a street car. And it's a super cool well, car. Well, it's a super cool car. It's got a four liter AMG twin turbo V8. Makes 503 horsepower. And it's the Wait, only, the Aston Martin? Yeah. It's a Mercedes engine. Yeah, it's the oh, only really? Mercedes engine you can get with a manual transmission. It's hmm. a seven speed dog leg. It doesn't leg. come in a Mercedes. It's a seven speed dog leg, which is I that think the is cool. only new dog leg that you can get? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Well, you can only do a dog leg in a five or a seven speed. It has to be an odd number. And the only other five speed out there was what? The Mirage? Well, there's a lot of five speeds, but why the fuck would you do a dog leg in a Mirage? Dog leg Mirage. <laughs> We're doing that. That'd be awesome. We're doing that. What I've written is that, you know, obviously with the Aston Martin, it's got elegant styling. Uh, it's definitely, if you've seen one of these, just look up the Aston Martin Vantage. It's, uh, it's Martha a, Stewart has a 2004 V8 Vantage. That's her daily. Well, and so it's the, manual. The new Vantage, it's a, it's a big departure from like the previous uh, Aston Martin designs, but that's fine. Because they kind of keep the same look for over a decade. Um, other cool. than that, I was on their little configurator, their little yeah. website, and there are more colors that you can paint your Aston Martin than there are colors available at your local home improvement store. It's just it's what? nuts. Yeah, seriously. There's like not literally, but right. there's like fifty, like sixty, maybe different colors that you can oh, paint so your exactly. Aston Martin. Yeah, and same with the interiors. Right. You can get in any color you can get the seats in a certain color you can get the doors made in any color and you can have mm-hmm. the headliner in a different color and there's just so many different which is cool because you can make your aston martin truly yours that yeah i mean that's awesome mm-hmm. the but fact it, that you could be almost the same car as some other guy that you happen to run into but say no i have a different headliner than you like that's just that's so cool that you're not going to run into people right that are the they same make as it you customizable you know unless there's a hundred people they're like i'm gonna black it out I'm going to do black paint I'm with sure the black interior and the black yeah. headliner and the Definitely. black wheels and the Either that black, or white, 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 white. Yep. Yeah, just white absolutely everywhere. And then they get out wearing an Adidas tracksuit. So going to uh, Martha Stewart's 04, I think that's about the time that the automatic transmission in those was actually uh, what was garbage it? piece of shit. They are garbage piece of shit, but it's a dual clutch, like automatically shifted six speed manual. Yeah, That's so it's just weird. it's their manual gearbox with an automated clutch. Right. And it's the same it esen- shifts horribly. Essentially the same manual transmission that came in Camaros. Was it really? Yeah. Uh well, it might be a later one, but the TR6060 mm-hmm. and the T56s yeah. came in Aston Martins. The Aston Martin V8 Vantage in 2004, and I don't know what other years, but I know the 4 has it yeah. is a T56. Yes, there we go. But it's a wide ratio T56 instead of a close ratio, which the Camaros had. So there's really technical. there's really just two ways to drive that car. And it's if you're if you're just putzing around and you're not driving that car very right. fast, what you need to do is you need to let off the gas, make your shift and then get back on. Otherwise, if you just like click the shift thing while maintaining gas, it's going to shift like a two year old learning how to drive stick. Yeah, like it's just terrible. Or Everyone hates those. if you're just driving absolutely balls out, that's when you can slap it. And it'll it, it'll shift fine enough yeah. considering it's, your it's early days of dual clutch mm-hmm. automatic shifting. It's terrible. Yeah. People complain about car. the Ferrari F1 transmission, too. Yeah. Which are those ones I'm not super familiar with. I think it's similar concept. Yeah, I think we delivered. What was it? I think it was a uh, was it that fi- 512 or five, was it a f- no, it was a 512 is a yeah, it was a 430. Yep. Um, not a scud. It was just a, a 430. Right. And it had the same thing where it's got the paddle shifters with the automated clutch. Mm-hmm. And on those ones, it's kind of cool because if you click the uh, plus and minus at the same time, it goes into neutral. 
Oh, is mm-hmm. that how you do it? Mm-hmm. Okay. The C8 does that too. Does if you really actually, really? if you pull both paddles, that's how you rev at people because it'll mm-hmm. hold it in neutral. Okay. So you can you neutral can bomb. rev. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> neutral dropping a C8 straight off the line. Neutral yeah. dropping, but you're in a third gear. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just does nothing. I, I looked up a list here of new cars that come with a manual. Did you find the one on like Motor Trend or whatever? Uh, probably Car and Driver. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, a lot of things that we already hit: mm-hmm. Aston Martin Vantage, BMW M2, M3, M4. M3 and M4 are cool. Gotta uh, appreciate the M cars for keeping it manual. Right, they're, they're sporty. Ugly. Is they the have, Honda Civic losing the manual next year? I heard a Probably. rumor of that. I thought Honda was the last company to keep all of their line with manuals, but then I looked at their website and I couldn't find very many. Because I, I know you can manual. buy a Civic right now with a manual. Yeah, but next year or the following year, I think. Maybe in the That's base Civic, away. but I would highly, yeah, I'd yeah, I, I, I would manual. highly doubt that the, yeah, exactly. So, Cause those are cars that you can't get an automatic in an SI or type R. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and then on the list is Chevy Camaro, which obviously, or I don't know, obviously they're, they're dead in 2023. Yeah, I thought they were getting rid of them next year. Cause if you go on their website, you can't, you can't go to a Camaro for 2022. Did they kill it early now? Maybe. I don't know, hmm. but they may have. Next one on the list, Chevy Spark. I actually was going to say the Spark and the Sonic, I think you can still get manual, correct? I thought, I thought the Spark was electric. The Spark's a hybrid and the Sonic. No, 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 no. No, it's not. No, the only hybrid that Chevy has the Volt. I thought the oh, Volt was full the electric. Volt no, their electric. Bolt is full electric. Bolt? The Bolt? Bolt is full electric. What the hell is Chevy doing? <laughs> I've been asking There's this for Sonic at least a and decade. The Spark and the Bolt and the Volt. Yeah. I thought they had like two sedans. Why are you naming off like four? Well, they Bolt killed the Impala. kind of thing now. Killed the Impala. They're getting rid of the Cruise is dead. The Cruise. And now. Cruise is already dead. Okay. So the only sedan they have is the Malibu, which. And then everything else is probably a Probably doesn't have a long lifetime left. So they yeah. have the Bolt and the Volt. Now they're going to have a new Mustang killer, the Colt. <laughs> <laughs> it's a the, Mustang shoe. Their hatches <laughs> are pretty much just the cars that they make for other markets, like in Asia and Europe. Oh, because they, they still ba- sell like crazy in China. China. But they yeah. badge them as a, as a Chevy here. Yeah. And then they make SUVs, crossovers, and trucks. You know, Trucks, trucks, trucks. Going a little off the rails here. The Two days ago... No, Friday, we saw a Chevy Aveo, which obviously like the, car ever, the yeah. cheapo car, right? <laughs> uh, and it was it was like a two thousand ish car. Yeah, still had manually adjusting mirrors on both sides. That's how that Civic <laughs> I learned how to drive to on. Reach, Did it really? Yeah. You have to reach all the way yeah, over to the passenger you have to side reach to adjust. Over, adjust it, sit back, look at it, know where to move it from <laughs> there, that, and keep or going. You tell your passenger, no, up, up, up. Yep. Okay, now to the left. No, no, no. In is left. I think Out is okay. Yep. Or you can be the no, douchebag passenger bit. and like bump it. <laughs> I think it'd be it way up. funnier if they just ran like this long rod just across your dash so you can adjust it from the driver's seat, but then you just I'm had sure this. somebody's done that. <laughs> yes. Old car. You just had this stupid like three foot post in the middle of your dash and someone's like, what is this? And you go, oh, a cane to hit you in the face when the airbag goes off. So I really don't remember which car it was, but there was something that had the mirror not on the door for the passenger side. And there was an adjuster in the like center console because all it is is cables in there. Uh, Cadillac, I was think. Was Cadillac? I, Cadillac I could Alante see Cadillac. did that before they went to power mirrors. I, I, I One don't more know. time. You've got the adjust. Wait. The, there, there was the, the little adjuster is in, in the, the center, center console. In the center console. So that, it, I think like there's several dash. cars that have done that. I think it was cars. a Lincoln. Um, 
So Paul of. had a 70s Cadillac hearse of that course. did that. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so it was at least a thing in the 70s, and yeah. I'm sure they carried it on for well, a little yeah, while. Power windows were a thing in the 60s, mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't know, power mirrors. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Of course, that Lincoln Continental's probably got both. I, I have power mirrors right. in my 89 BMW. Yeah. So. I do not have power mirrors in my 85 Trans Am. <laughs> so. We'll just put that out I there. I have one power mirror in my 2002 Trans Am. My the MGB doesn't the even... driver's side, it's dead. I don't oh, know what okay. happened. My well, MGB doesn't even out. have a, yeah. a thing on the inside. You just got to like well, yeah, you gotta, push it from the outside. You you gotta, gotta, if you have the windows up in your MGB, you're wrong anyway. So. <laughs> well, how about the old Fords? They make coupes. <laughs> or a hatchback sort of thing. <laughs> well, how about the old Fords in the 50s where where you're sitting... It doesn't matter what it is. Oh, yeah. Where you sit, you will not be able to see the, the rearview mirror. Because it's right where the A pillar is. And then you can't adjust it because there's a little flap there. So you have to reach around. The only one that didn't have that op or that problem is because it didn't have a mirror. <laughs> yeah, those are terrible. There's yeah. nothing you can do to make like your line of sight visible with that mirror. And same goes for pretty much any car from that era. Right. Like they're well, all. I don't know. A lot of Chevys and stuff are pretty easy to do. It's just Ford. Said, yeah, you can move you, it. But and... still the mirror is like the size of my palm. Oh, yeah. Well, how about. <laughs> We're getting way off the rails. We are really we getting way off. Back this is probably not going to be put into the final cut. Uh, it's, also, no. it's also 808. I figure we should kind of wrap things up here soon. We're only yeah, at an hour 20. Um, yeah, you guys are okay. welcome to wrap okay, this up Okay, let's do like 10 more okay. minutes I don't have to go very far. Okay. I want to talk about the Lotus Evora GT. Oh, yeah. You get that three and a half liter uh, Toyota engine, 2 GRFE. Get it supercharged. Yeah, that's the one. Yep. 416 horsepower. It's an ASIN six speed. And as far as I could tell, it's the only manual car that is not front engine that is not a Porsche that you can get. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Is this a rebadged Toyota engine? Yes. What do you mean? Well, I know Lotus, re- Lotus not was rebadged. Well, not rebadged. No, no, but Lotus has been using Toyota for the longest time. Is that still the case? Yes. Yeah, it's a it's a Toyota three and a half liter. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just that's all I was up, asking. Fuck. <laughs> I said that already. <laughs> I missed it. That's this that's is, the one. This is a good list. Um, yeah. What the, about uh, the Kia Forte GT? I know Kia this is one of those cars that you Forte. probably think is like, eh. But hear me out. It's got a 1.6 liter turbo, makes 201 horsepower, and it's a six speed. Uh, and this is that engine that, like I said, you know, the Hyundai Accent should have gotten this. Um, but this is the sort of thing that... Um, you know, if, if we keep losing manual transmissions in Japanese cars, uh, you might see the JDM boys turn KDM. Oh, boy. Could you imagine? No, KDM, except it's all K cars. <laughs> 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 that just becomes a huge thing over here. There's slow and furious, and it's just a bunch of dudes with 60 Slow horsepower. and furious. <laughs> there we go. That's just a, a movie. bunch of dudes with 60 horsepower K trucks racing each other to deliver milk. So after for, uh, Formula Poor, can we make Formula <laughs> K, and it's just K car engines? I would love a Daihatsu Mira. No, all, all, all three Wait, of us just get K vans and the, demo derby. The Mira, that's not the uh, the Lamborghini. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, okay. But the K Lamborghini car Mira with a K engine. Uh, Mira, not Miura. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm not Italian. That's not the Suzuki Samurai, is it? Uh, no, the Daihatsu Mira looks like this. Oh yeah, that's definitely not a Samurai. See that thing. That looks like a Japanese Twingo. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's the same car. It, it really does. But they make, um, what is this? Oh, yeah, the TRXX. They make like a, it's got like a weird body kit on it Ooh, and whatnot. sports car. Yeah. 
That T- thing's actually cool as hell. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me they I did feel a like TRX? that would have a three lug wheel? I like <laughs> yeah, like a smart Four. car. Four. Oh, probably so, the base model has a three lug. But I love the offset grill. Yeah, it's kind of like what is it? The Ford Tempo or, or whatever? Some bullshit. My neighbor has one of those. Or Tony's hood. <laughs> Yeah, the yeah. turbo bulge. Except <laughs> turbo bulge. Yeah, I'm going to call, call mine it. that. Uh, God, what was I going to say? I'll think of it. Okay. We're okay. resorting to this. <laughs> Mazda. Mazda's got manuals. But they don't Do have they? rotaries. Well, not anymore. That's true. You can get a Mazda 3 hatch, but you have to get like the base engine. You can't get the like sporty, I think, turbo engine. And then the MX-5. Oh, yes. The yeah, MX-5 yeah. was on my list and I was Can't a fool that. and didn't mention it. Mm-hmm. How many years into the ND Miata are we? That came out in like 2016. So maybe earlier than that. Mm. So we'll probably still have it for another three or four years. Yeah, it'll be around. Um, and being that it, I think the Miata, like the MX-5 is still the best selling sports car in the world. Is it really? America at least. So. I imagine we will get another generation after this one. I don't think it's going away. Mm-hmm. I hope not because if the next one's sick, who knows? Might buy one. I actually, I really like the ND. Um, ND is pretty cool. I like that supercharged one that we had. We've got that one. Is it like an Edelbrock supercharger? I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, I, was, I was told it was an Edelbrock. It's, it's an Edelbrock setup. It's like a ten thousand dollar kit. Yeah. That's it, pretty yeah. sweet. It's a lot of money, but it's like a hundred horsepower over stock. I think. Yeah, which I'm sure is a little more significant. It is honestly, I've never driven a stock ND, but I've driven that supercharged one. It's fun. I cannot imagine a non supercharged ND. Right. Like it would just not like the experience would just be ruined for me now. Well, it's like those BRZ, uh, FRS, all those. Mm -hmm. You can get a Cosworth supercharger for those. And it's it's like the same thing. It, It bumps it up to like, I think it was like 300 horsepower. That'd be nice. And. It's one of those things where everyone says you can't not have that much power in right. the car. Yeah. It needs that. It needs it. Yeah. Which my idea, I really want a BRZ so I can put an LS1 T56 in it and have a BRZ28. Just throwing that out there. That would be cool. That would be really cool. You'd have cool. to do like BRZ28 like in like an 80s graphic like as a stripe on the door though. I was thinking like a 90s f-body kind of graphic oh yeah 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 just the one where it's got like layers to it yeah that'd be so yeah. sick i i like that idea did you get did you see the guy who made the gt4586 yeah he put the, the ferrari, ferrari engine, engine. Yeah. yeah i have seen that i think that it's uh cool. is it dead now i saw some i, I saw i, I saw didn't it see anything wrecked. but it was like oh goodbye to this car it like, got okay. wrecked on donut media but i think they fixed it oh really yeah what do you mean it got wrecked on Donut? Like well, the Donut guys wrecked it? No. Okay, so <laughs> James Pumphrey <laughs> rolled it. They, they were filming the intro and it was like drifting around corners and then he oversteered it and hit a like a rock. Ooh. Yeah. It like, but it's not wrecked. It wasn't wrecked. like totaled, but it was like pretty good. Uh, pretty did good you see hurt. that somebody did take an ND MX-5 and put the 6.4 liter Hellcat engine in it? Yes. And then proceeded to roll it at Tail of the Dragon. <laughs> You're going to have to look it this is, up because my phone is very though. like stupid. But there is a company in England that is making a V10 swap for Miatas. I think we talked about this episode one, right? <laughs> did we yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. We, okay. did. we did. Yeah. Well, Which, then we'll leave that, it right there. Uh, it's still cool. It doesn't still matter. Cool. And they talk about a twin turbo option in the future being like 270 horsepower at 13,000 RPM. <laughs> yeah. 
and would, you can bolt it to the manual, manual trans. That's pretty cool. That okay, cool. that's manual that's, that's V10. That's the winner of the manual car. That might, but manual V10. Uh, not only the Viper, but the uh, Ram SRT10. Oh yes, yeah, wicked. Yeah, that was a cool truck. Do you guys have any cars you want to mention on the way out? New cars that you can get. Um, I I'm gonna mention gonna uh, cars that should have a manual. Uh, the C8 is definitely on there. Yeah, uh, maybe I, someday. I don't see that coming with a manual from the factory ever, but I can imagine that there will be a company that makes a kit. The thing is that the the center console is designed in such a way that like you can't put a manual there. Right. It'd be Hopefully awkward. somebody just cuts into it. I mean, your stitching already looks terrible. You might as right. well just cut a big hole in it. Like, just do it'll, what you want. It'll match. <laughs> yeah. 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 It'll blend right in. But like, I could see, I could see somebody making a kit to adopt like a Porsche six speed or something mm. to it. Oh yeah. Uh, but like, I don't see GM making. No, that. they won't. No. I will mention one more thing. And I think you guys will appreciate this. What should have gotten a manual in its life and a little bit more horsepower to make that manual even cooler is the Buick Regal Tour X slash Vauxhall Insignia slash Opal Insignia, the GM wagon. If that thing came with a manual, that would be insane. I saw one on my way over here. The guy driving it was approximately 90 million years years old. old. (laughs) I'm I'm glad you mentioned the uh, Vauxhall and Opal Variants for I think our European view. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, the car truly is an Opal insignia. Shout out to Opal. And then it's a uh, it's Send a, us cars. <laughs> yeah, we like to like review to cars that are not sold here in this country. <laughs> Just no mail one, one over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the thing is, is that the Buick Regal Tour X is that's turbocharged, right? It is a it's turbo like a, four yeah. that makes like two. 30 to 40 so like not an incredible number but enough right. to get the thing moving it's a two liter yeah it's a it's a cool car uh i i love the way they look i've watched numerous reviews uh mostly from people across the pond that have been reviewing the Vauxhall uh mm. versions but that was that was built new as the opal insignia um and i believe that they are built in germany Vauxhall that- or opal opal uh okay yeah opal's I germany think so yep and then they come across the pond in the left-hand drive format um, along with the Opal. They mm-hmm. come across here as the Buick Regal Tour X is what they're called. And then you can get them in the UK as uh, right-hand drive as mm-hmm. the Vauxhall Insignia. But then they sell it also in Australia right-hand drive with a name that is kind of a sin. Holden Commodore. Oh, boy. That, that It's not a Commodore. It's a cool no. car. It's not a Commodore. No. Sorry. Uh, does anyone know if the new Cadillac CT5V with that Blackwing motor will come with a manual? Yes, it will. Yes. Okay. That would be nuts. Because yep. I, I remember when the seat or when the Blackwing motor was first announced. So it's not. Aren't those hand? It's built? not the Blackwing motor that came oh. in the CT6V. It, the trim is Blackwing. It's oh. like their. It's like their M or their right. RS line. So. I got gotcha. you. But it still comes with a quad cam V8, right? Yes. Okay. Because I remember when the Blackwing came out and I was looking at Blackwing on the on Wikipedia, it said that it was not going to be made for a manual option, but it would have an all wheel drive option. Yeah. And you could get that on the CT6. Now, the CT5V. Is the CT6 bigger than the 5? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, hold on. Because I got to look this up now. I think it works almost as if like 5 series versus. Right. It makes sense. Oh, okay. I, although I'd compare the CT6 more to a 7 series. I take that back. So the the new car is powered by the same supercharged V8 that was in the CTSV. 
Right. So the LT so that, motor. Yeah. Not the quad cam. That's the LT1. I think it's an LT5 is supercharged. Okay. That's the one that's like a Z06 motor. Okay. Except it's Cadillac, so they like bump it up. Is Just that put the a Z06 North motor? On it. Yeah. Okay. Because the, the LT1's not supercharged. And the LT4 was in the Camaros. Might have been an LT4 instead. I'm okay. not sure. Yeah. I, I stopped paying attention once I stopped paying attention to LSs. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The, the Camaros ha- with the supercharger, they have the LT4. Yeah. I think it's the same because. I think the only LT5 is that quad cam one from the 90s. Mm. But they don't come with the Blackwing motor yet. No. No. Mm. And is that yet with an asterisk? Do we know that that's coming? Or is this that's, just something I, that we... It's tough to call hope. because that's that uh, turbo V8 that they had for it's the like CT6 V. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hot V. So the turbos are in the V. Yeah. Turbos are right in the middle. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like an mm. Audi. That's pretty kind cool. Of. We got one of those at that Cadillac dealership I worked at. Yeah. Came from the factory. They dropped it off on the truck. Knock from the factory. Well, they're, a, they're, hand, they're hand built, aren't they? Yeah. Needed a new engine. You guys want to guess? 20? Price? Yeah. Is it, of a is new it 20 engine. for? Oh, just the engine yeah. or installation? Just the engine. Thing? I think 20 is a good 33 bet. grand. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> when can we get the Blackwing crate motors? <laughs> Start when you have 33 anything. grand. Oh, my God. What's the angle of the, those motors? Those are know? 90, aren't they? 90s? Okay. I guess they're 90. If you're going to put turbos in the middle. Yeah. I, well, I was going to say, I can't imagine Chevy doing anything but a 90. Right. Cool challenge. 30 degree V8. <laughs> well, it's like you're the, talking VR, VR8 now. VR8? At 30 degrees, I feel 30? like you share a head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be like the, uh, what's that Hayabusa based V8 that's a 72 degree V? Because why not? That's the one that shakes itself apart. Yeah. Anything under 6,000 RPM and it's killing itself. <laughs> it's terrible. It's just terribly balanced. Yeah. Because 72 degrees, you're, it's, it's horrible. It's stupid. Yeah. yeah. Real quick before we end, I wanted to mention the Genesis G70. Oh, yeah. These are cool little car. Uh, you can only get the manual with the two liter turbo four in rear wheel drive spec. It's 252 horsepower, but it's an in-house build gearbox. I Genesis will say, makes it themselves. Yeah, cool. yeah. I will say I saw one of these actually in the Orlando airport a year ago. And the one that they had on display, very interesting choice because it doesn't appeal to your mass market in an airport right. was manual. I noticed Ooh. that because I was at the Orlando International Airport and I or no, not Orlando, Jacksonville is where I was, mm. the Jacksonville Airport. And I remember looking through the window, I was like, oh, it was kind of a cool car. And it was in like a nice like uh, kind of gunmetal gray. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, thing caught my attention. I'm looking at it and I look in, I see it's a manual. And I'm like, what the hell? So like, at, that doesn't appeal to most airport. At well, that see, dealership that I worked at, we did a thing with Costco. Chevy does a thing with Costco where we just go like park a couple cars in Costco and it's like a promotional thing. Oh, yeah. We would always pick the ones that probably wouldn't sell. So we'd pick one with like a weird color or like a weird spec because, you know, if it's a car that's going to sell, we're going to want it on the lot so that we can get rid of it. Right. If it's a car that's probably going to just sit on our lot and not do anything else, we might as well just take it down there. So we had like that ugly sunset orange or whatever on like a Equinox, which is, is a terrible color. Yeah. It's very strange, though, because it's like someone's going to walk by and think. Wow, that's weird as hell. I feel like that doesn't promote Chevrolet or the dealership very well. The thing that promotes it, at least as far as the Costco thing went, was if you're like a Costco member, you get like two grand off on your car or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that and you can't blame yourselves for that. You really should blame Chevrolet for painting an Equinox orange. 
Yeah. Or just making the Equinox. <laughs> but I, I think with the whole airport thing, anyone that's going to notice it's a manual is going to like the manual. Anyone that's going to want the okay. automatic is going to go, you know, it, I don't know what that They're is. They're going to look at it. And that could have been a corporate thing. Maybe it wasn't even a dealership who put it there. It, it could have been just a, right. a Genesis corporate thing. Yeah. It either could have been a corporate thing or like Tony said, it could have been something to where everyone assumes a car comes in auto. Right. They might. You know, manual buyers, if they yeah, looked at an auto, might think, oh, yeah, whatever. It's another car, not knowing you can get it in manual. Whereas an auto buyer might look at the manual and think, oh, I bet it comes in an auto, too. I don't think there is a car that just comes auto. Uh, the Civic Si? Or you mean just comes or manual? Just comes manual. Yeah. Yeah. Civic I, I Si and the Civic meant. Type R. Those are the only ones really? that I can think of. Yeah. You can only get those with a manual. No automatic option exists. Uh, There's plenty of cars that used to exist that were manual only, but right. I think as far as new cars go, that's all you can get. So, SI. Hmm. I'm curious about this. Six-speed manual, huh? Huh, that's cool. I think that's a show. Yeah. Real quick, before we're out of here, out of here, I just wanted to mention, I went back and I looked at, you know, because we looked at the list, cars that you can get with a manual in 2021. I went back, I looked at 2018, 2015, 2010, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of sad to see the list get shorter and shorter, but cars that have lost their manual, uh, in 2018, uh, you could get the Audi A5 with a manual, you get the Honda Accord with a manual, obviously you get the Corvette. Back in 2015, you could get the Acura ILX. Get the Buick Verano Turbo. What the? With Are a you manual. kidding me? I'm, I'm serious. That's awesome. I don't even know what the hell a Buick Verano is. Wait, 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 wait. It would be dead this year because Buick's selling them now. The Buick Regal GS came in a six-speed manual. Can you still get it with a manual? I think until they're gone because okay. you can still get them right up till the end, although Buick sedans are effectively dead. Right. Do you know if they're still being built? Or if they're just the ones left on the lot. Do you I guys know that specifically? I, didn't realize, well, I don't know. Well, I, I guess, guess I don't really everyone's know. There, there might still be a brand new manual Regal sitting on a lot somewhere. Huh. Could be. You see, I think last year there was a, it was gray. There was a cruise hatch diesel manual for sale in uh, Omaha. Chevy cruise? Yeah. I know a guy that daily drives a manual diesel cruise, although it's a sedan, not a hatch. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, that's just one of those goofy specifications. Oh, yeah. And it's probably just sat there for a long time because there's not really anybody looking for that. Right. Yeah. It's a hard sell. Uh, Going back to 2015, after the Buick Verona, you could also get the Audi R8 with a manual. Can't do yeah. that anymore. Uh, same with the Audi A4 and the Mitsubishi Lancer. And then back in 2010, this is taking it back the furthest I went, you could get just about every BMW, almost their entire lineup with a manual. You get the Viper with a manual. Uh, most of the lower tier Volvos came with a manual. Mm-hmm. No Volvos <laughs> with a manual anymore. Oh, that's a bummer. CTSV. Uh, remember, this is 2010, so Cobalt and HHR get yeah. those with a manual. Yeah, the Cobalt SS only came manual. Oh, it did. Right. Yeah. Okay. Get most Hyundai's, uh, the Infiniti G37, most Kias, the Lexus IS250, which that one I didn't even know about. Uh, Mazda sedans, the Mazda RX-8, and lastly, a lot of Saabs. Of course. Mm-hmm. Could you get the Saab? Um, which one was the sedan, the 9.3 or the 9.5? 9.3. 9.3. Yeah. 
93. Yeah. Could you get those in a manual? Because I've always thought that those things are cool. Looking. I think you could get most Saab. I think you get any Saab car in a manual. Also, isn't the final Saab the same thing as the or the, the final 93? To me, it looks like a G6 slash Saturn Aura. Is that okay? So here's the thing: is it the same platform? Saab was owned by GM until by then. twenty or until two thousand nine. Well, until to they which, went defunct. Yeah, GM yeah. sold them, and then they. I think they tried living on their own until twenty eleven. They died. So I know I've heard that a nine three X or something is similar to a Cobalt, like a Cobalt. What's the one Turbo? that's a WRX? Okay, nine <laughs> five the nine. <laughs> 92x arrow. It's a WRX wagon with a oh, Saab front end. That's the Sabaru. Yeah, the Sabaru. Yeah, I and, do know that thing because I remember I saw one of those things. I'm in a Facebook group called yeah. Obscure Cars, and somebody posted that. I was like, "What the?" I thought it was a front clip swap at first, and people nope. started talking about it, like, "Oh wow, I haven't seen a Sabaru in forever." And I'm like, "What the hell?" So here's the Sabaru. It's a Sabaru. It's a Subaru WRX wagon. There, most of them were automatics. And most of them had a really ugly two-tone tan leather interior. That is awesome. And some of them have a black leather interior, and I really want that for my WRX. There is a special place in my heart for Swedish cars. Yes. Volvo and Saab. All four of them. I think someday we'll need to do a show. (laughs) It'll be a short show. (laughs) Someday we'll just need to do a show where we just talk about, like, Volvo. We'll just talk about Koenigseggs. That's it. Oh, the other Saab was the nine seven X or something. Is it I don't the know. SUV? It was it was a um Bravado. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was a uh Oldsmobile Bravado. Oh, Bravado. Yeah. The Bravado or whatever it is. Bravada. And it, Oh man. But I'm pretty sure it had like an it was an LS, it's like a six liter LS in it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You so get the big V eight. You get the big V eight and it was all wheel drive. Mm-hmm. Could you also get that in the Bravada? I don't think well, so. I don't the know. Saab. Either way, I'm going to find one of these things. I'm not an SUV guy, but I want it a six-liter V8 in an SUV. Uh, it might Wait have been a, a Trailblazer. Trailblazer SS? Was it maybe the same thing as that? It might have been that. Yeah. I'm going to look it up now. The, some of them use 5.3. Some of them use the 6.0. They use like an LQ9 or something like that. It'd be funny if you didn't get to choose which this one. getting and way too technical for <laughs> this. <laughs> you, you pulled out LQ9, and I'm like, what? Is that like some weird, like, I don't know, DJ? <laughs> it's a disease. <laughs> LQ yeah, I have an L76, DJ. which is I'm an L77, there's, there's an LQ but without four. flex fuel. Oh, my God. There's, an, there's a lot of Ls. Is this what happens to you guys' brains when I say BMW N52? Exactly. This is, when you no, guys I, are talking I, BMW, this is exactly I, what I, I get, heard. like, basic BMW stuff, and uh, I know M20s now. Those are dumb. Yeah, like the... Um, I'm trying to think of something that would just make Tony's brain melt. So like an E39 with an M54 or an M62 TU. Yeah, I have an M62 B44 TU. (laughs) Sometimes I tell people that I have a 1989 BMW 325i. It's an E30 with the M20 B25. So let me let me blow your minds here (laughs) with Chevy engines. LSs. There's the new small blocks, and there's also the old big blocks are all LSs, up to like LS7. Okay. Like LS4, LS5, LS6, LS7. Yeah. And there's the new LSs that there's up to LS9. The small blocks all had like their L designation. Then there's LT1, LT5, LT4s from the 90s. Then there's LT1s, LT4s I hate that they, from the 2000s. 
2000s. That confused me at first because I didn't know that they brought the LT back. So I remember I was talking um, right. to Jake because he went to the uh, Chicago Auto Show with you. And he was like, yeah, this new thing's got an LT1. And I was like, that thing's like, that's a 20-year-old engine. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> OptiSpark. Yeah, I was like, they're putting an OptiSpark in the new Camaro. Well, and that made it a nightmare for me to find parts for my LT1. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, I just want yeah. small block Chevy parts. I don't want any of this nasty shit. Mm-hmm. Also, there's the engine list for that uh, Saab 97X. 4.26. I think, I Is think that that's a V6 an in- or an inline? I think inline 6. It's the Atlas Engine. Oh, the Atlas engine. That's yes. right. Which Atlas engine? I love it. They're garbage. I don't know anything about them other than it's kind of LS ish. Is it a little bit? I think the architecture is similar. Yeah, this thing looks like a pile of shit, but it's got yeah. 390 horsepower. So right. I'm probably going to try to buy one. Yeah. And I think they're, <laughs> they're significantly cheaper than a uh, Trailblazer SS. Really? Yeah. And it's if the you same can thing. find one, though, if you can I mean, find one. Not a lot of people have them. They have that Atlas inline five, too, right? Yes, it's modular. So they have a four wow. cylinder, they have a five cylinder, That's they have right. a six cylinder. Mm-hmm. It looks almost decidedly Chrysler. Like it's so ugly, you'd think it's a Chrysler it's really product. Ugly. Just take a look at that thing. Like, yeah. you look at that and you think, like, yep, some it guy looks like Chrysler a Sebring made that. SUV, the Sebring Cross. <laughs> well, you know, Sebring, Sebring Cross Cabriolet. <laughs> It looks Chrysler because it looks 10 years older than it actually is. Yeah, that, that's why it looks like a Chrysler. Anytime I see one of those ugly ass Sebrings rolling in, I'm like, dude, a fourth gen Camaro. <laughs> Jesus. Or it's like Jake's van. It's like it's from the 2000s, but it looks 90s as hell. Right. Yeah. The man van. I like how there's a picture of one and it's got the grill circled and then just like a piss load of stars around it for no reason. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Damn Swedes. That's period correct. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like that's the same grill and everything that's on the nine the nine threes and the nine twos. Nine two X. Oh yeah. Look at that beauty. Those things are sweet. That thing's so cool. Right? That I should, like them a lot. That should be my winter beater. So I don't know about now that like all this COVID shit happened, but yeah. So there's a 92X, which is a WRX, but most of them are manual, no, autos. And then there's a 92 that's just a normal Impreza, but you can get a lot more of those with a manual. A couple of years ago, they were like two grand. Really cheap. That's very enticing. Are we going to yes. make a race league that is just Sabaru's? Formula, Formula Sabaru. <laughs> <laughs> which would mean it'd have to be a Formula car, so we'd have to cut off the fenders and quarters till it's open wheel. <laughs> Either that or just stack like eight one inch spacers on each oh wheel. Just have wide enough wheels that Basically it sticks Basically any out. way that we can make it a formula car sounds incredibly dangerous. <laughs> I'm thinking that, but I'm going to substitute the word dangerous for fun. Usually they're the same. Yeah, I think that's honestly. a show. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yep. Thanks for listening.